Let's read together Joshua chapter 23. In this chapter, we have Joshua's farewell address to the rulers and leaders of the children of Israel. Joshua 23, beginning at verse 1. Now it came to pass a long time after the Lord had given rest to Israel from all their enemies round about that Joshua was old, advanced in age. And Joshua called for all Israel, for their elders, for their heads, for their judges, and for their officers, and said to them, I am old, advanced in age. You have seen all that the Lord your God has done to all these nations because of you. For the Lord your God is he who has fought for you. See, I have divided to you by lot these nations that remain, to be an inheritance for your tribes, from the Jordan, with all the nations that I have cut off, as far as the great sea westward. And the Lord your God will expel them from before you and drive them out of your midst, so you shall possess their land, as the Lord your God promised you. Therefore be very courageous to keep and to do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, lest you turn aside from it to the right hand or to the left. And lest you go among these nations, these who remain among you, you shall not make mention of the name of their gods, nor cause anyone to swear by them. You shall not serve them, nor bow down to them. But you shall hold fast to the Lord your God, as you have done to this day. For the Lord has driven out from before you great and strong nations. But as for you, no one has been able to stand against you to this day. One man of you shall chase a thousand, for the Lord your God is he who fights for you, as he promised you. Therefore take heed to yourselves that you love the Lord your God. Or else, if indeed you do go back and cling to the remnant of these nations, these that remain among you, and make marriages with them, and go into them, and they to you, know for certain that the Lord your God will no longer drive out these nations from before you. But they shall be snares and traps to you, and scourges on your sides, and thorns in your eyes, until you perish from this good land which the Lord your God has given you. Behold, this day I am going the way of all the earth, and you know that in your hearts and in all your souls that not one thing has failed of all the good things which the Lord your God spoke concerning you. All have come to pass for you. Not one word of them has failed. Therefore it shall come to pass that as all the good things have come upon you which the Lord your God promised you, so the Lord will bring upon you all harmful things until he has destroyed you from this good land which the Lord your God has given you. When you have transgressed the covenant of the Lord your God, which he commanded you, and have gone and served other gods and bowed down to them, then the anger of the Lord will burn against you, and you shall perish quickly from the good land which he has given you. Let's begin Joshua chapter 23 now with some background notes. In the last three chapters of the book of Joshua, we have three farewell messages. In Joshua chapter 22, we have Joshua's farewell to the military troops of the two and a half tribes whose territories were on the other side of the Jordan River. Here in Joshua chapter 23, we have Joshua's farewell address to the rulers and leaders of the nation of Israel. And then in Joshua chapter 24, we have Joshua's farewell to all the people as the covenant is renewed at Shechem. Now in verses 1 and 2 here in chapter 23, we see that this farewell address to the leaders of Israel took place a long time after the seven-year conquest was over, anywhere from 5 to 20 years after the conquest. This address was probably given at Shiloh, where the tabernacle was. Let's read verses 1 and 2 once again. Now it came to pass a long time after the Lord had given rest to Israel from all their enemies round about that Joshua was old, advanced in age, and Joshua called for all Israel and said to them, 
I am old, advanced in age. Joshua was probably about 100 years old at this time, maybe even as old as 110. Back in Joshua chapter 13, the Lord told Joshua that he was old and advanced in years. Joshua was at least 90 at that point. Well, here in Joshua chapter 23, verse 2, Joshua admits that he's old. Back in chapter 13, the Lord said, you're old. (laughs) Well, now here, Joshua admits it. You know, it's good to admit that you're old, when you're old. Would everybody here agree to that? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) we don't like to get old, and we don't try to get old, but we do get old, and we have to admit it. It's good to admit you're old when you're old because then you tend to set your priorities more in line with eternal realities, something we should do all our lives, as Joshua did. Young people here this morning, you are not old now, but there's coming a day when you will be old if the Lord doesn't come back first. And when you're old, you cannot recapture the years of your youth. Opportunities to serve the Lord with the energies that you have now will be gone forever. So be like Joshua and make your whole life count. You know, just this past week, I was playing some strenuous basketball. Strenuous for me, that is. I mean, after that game, I was wiped out. I don't have the energy nor the skill (laughs) that I used to have. I mean, how do you shoot a basketball with bifocals anyway? (laughs) So we do get older. Let's use our prime time to serve the Lord. Well, more we can say on the background. Let's move now to our doctrinal teaching points for Joshua chapter 23. Doctrinal point number one. God is faithful to his promises in the land. God is faithful to his promises in the land. Remember that the physical land in the book of Joshua represents and illustrates the spiritual land that we enter when we become Christians. This spiritual land is called the heavenlies in the book of Ephesians. The heavenlies is not heaven to come in the future, but the unseen realm of spiritual realities now, unseen but real. This is where our spiritual blessings are. This is also where our spiritual battles are. This is all part of the spiritual picture that God has given us here in the book of Joshua. Now here in his farewell address to the leaders of Israel, Joshua emphasizes that God is faithful to his promises in the land. Look again at verses 3 and 4, and verse 10, and verse 14. God was faithful to his promises. Now, as God was faithful to his promises concerning the physical land of Canaan for Israel, so God is faithful to his promises concerning the spiritual land that he has given us. Ephesians 1.3 says that God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies in Christ. And Ephesians 6 says that as long as we put on the full armor of God, we will not be defeated in spiritual warfare with the principalities and powers and forces of darkness, and wickedness in the heavenlies. What a great promise. God is faithful to his promises in the land. Now, someone here might say, well, wait a minute. Was God completely faithful to his promises in the land for Israel? 
Because at this point in Joshua chapter 23, enemy forces still remained in the land. Does that mean that God was not completely faithful to his promises? No. God's original promise was not that the enemy nations in the land would be eliminated all at once, but little by little. I'm reading Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 22. And the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you little by little. And Exodus chapter 23, verse 30. Little by little I will drive them out from before you until you have increased and you inherit the land. So even though some land was still under enemy control here in Joshua 23, God was faithful to all that he had promised. This is why verse 5 of Joshua 23 is given as a continuing promise. Verse 5 once again, And the Lord your God will expel them from before you and drive them out of your sight, so you shall possess their land as the Lord your God promised you. So God is faithful to his promises in the land. The physical land then, the spiritual land today. Now let's take just one promise that God has given us concerning the land of spiritual realities. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. He, that is God, who has begun a good work in you, will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. What a promise. If you're here this morning as a believer, you can be sure that God's work of sanctification is going on in your life right now, and it will be completed, little by little, just like in the takeover of Canaan. Do you see the picture? God is faithful to his promises in the land. Doctrine point number two. God is faithful to his warnings in the land. God is faithful to his warnings in the land. Verses 11 through 13 and verse 16. The children of Israel are warned here that if they were not faithful to the Lord, then they would perish from the good land that the Lord had given them. And God must be faithful to his warnings. Unfortunately, all of this came true because Israel did not follow the Lord faithfully. It seems that Joshua even knew that this was going to happen. There in verse 16, when you have transgressed the covenant of the Lord your God, which he has commanded you. Joshua certainly knew that this future unfaithfulness of Israel was predicted by Moses back in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 1. Now it shall come to pass when all these things come upon you, the blessing and the curse which I have set before you. God was faithful to his warnings concerning this land. Same is true today in reference to the spiritual land that God has given us. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. This is addressed to believers, folks. Notice the parallel to verse 13 of Joshua 23. The snares and traps and scourges and thorns. God must be faithful to his warnings. If believers do not faithfully follow the Lord, we lose out on the spiritual blessings of the land and we are defeated in spiritual warfare in the land of spiritual realities. We suffer loss and ruin as believers. God is faithful to his warnings in the land. 
What about practical application? Practice the three steps of preventive maintenance for your spiritual life. Practice the three steps of preventive maintenance for your spiritual life. You know, just this last week, I had a preventive maintenance checkup for a station wagon. Preventive maintenance will definitely extend the life of your vehicle and avoid potential disaster. Well, the same is true for your spiritual life. And here in Joshua chapter 23, God gave his people three solid steps of preventive maintenance to avoid disaster in the land. And these steps are good for us as well. Step number one, obey the word of God. Verse six, let me ask you this morning, do you obey all the word of God or do you just read it on Sundays? Step number two, separate from the world. Verse seven and verses 12 and 13. We, too, must separate from the idolatry and immorality of this evil world system. It's a step of preventive maintenance. And step number three, love the Lord your God. Verse 11. Again, let me ask you this morning. Do you really love the Lord your God, or are you just a Christian? Israel did not practice these three steps of preventive maintenance, and it led to their downfall. Let this be a lesson to us. This is an application for all believers. Even mature believers can fall. Remember, this was Joshua's address to the leaders of Israel. But it's good for all believers. Practice these three steps of preventive maintenance for your spiritual life.